Are you running a photography business without a studio? Do you feel like you need a studio in order to be successful or maybe to hit the next um, goal in your business? Is it possible to hit 10K months with photography without a studio? In today's episode, I'm going to share how to run a successful photography business without a studio and how to decide when or if it's time to open a physical studio location. We'll also discuss the benefits of having a studio versus not having one, and these might not be what you think. So whether you have a photography studio or not, this episode is for you. Welcome to the From Better Half to Boss podcast. I'm Tavia Redburn, and on this show, I share how I retired my husband from his nine to five with my birth photography business, all while homeschooling my three kids. If you have a passion, there is a reason. It's because you were made to follow that passion. It's your time to go from better half to boss. Hey y'all, I'm Tavia and I help photographers learn how to specialize and get fully booked with ideal clients so they can go full time. I do this with my birth photography certification and my seven step marketing system. Is it your goal to become the go-to birth photographer in your area? Well, I have photographed over 120 births and I've taught hundreds of photographers how to confidently photograph birth. And I know you might be thinking like, I need to learn birth photography in person. I can't learn virtually. Or maybe you're thinking like, can I even do birth photography right now? Well, I have a training that is available instantly for Netflix style binging. I'm sharing my six step framework to confidently photograph birth and how to thrive as a birth photographer during COVID. And like I said, this training is available instantly. If you want to learn this, head over to TaviaRedburn.com slash training. That's T-A-V-I-A-R-E-D-B-U-R-N.com slash training. It has been a couple of weeks, you guys. It has been a couple of weeks. And here's my thing. Like I, you guys know I am all about consistency. I preach consistency on this show. I preach consistency um, in my own life. And one thing you'll often hear me say is that done is better than perfect. And sometimes life gets in the way. Like sometimes we have the best intentions. Um, for you, it might be like posting on social media or blogging. Maybe you have a really good streak where you're like posting once a, a week on your blog, and then you have a little bit of a lull period. And honestly, you guys, it's what we do in that lull period. It's what we do in that gap that will determine the future success of our business. And here's what I mean. If you go, oh, well, I missed one week, I might as well miss two weeks. I missed two weeks, I might as well miss a month. And before you know it, it's been six months since you've posted on your blog because you didn't do it, quote, perfectly, meaning you didn't post once a week. You kind of threw in the towel and gave up. And so consistency does not mean perfection. Consistency does not mean that you have to be perfect, in whatever it is that you're doing. It means that you continue to show up even whenever it's not perfect. 
Does that make sense? And so um, life has happened the last couple of weeks. Of course, with the holidays, that just amplifies everything. But I had the opportunity to take my eight-year-old daughter to Disney World for her birthday. And that was super fun. And after that trip, I had the opportunity to go again about 10 days later with my best friend. And so I have been immersed in travel and Disney magic and holidays and two kids' birthdays and just like enjoying time with my family. And I decided I was not going to um, stress out about the fact that it was going to be a couple of weeks before the next podcast episode came out. And here I am back at it recording. So I just hope that like sharing a little bit of that behind the scenes helps you realize that literally nobody does everything perfectly, but the key to consistency is continuing to show up even when there might be a little bit of a hiccup along the way. So that is not what this episode is about at all. But if you are a regular podcast listener, I'm sure the last couple of weeks you've been like, um, what the heck, Tavia, where are you? <laughs> and so let's get into this week's episode, which is all about getting a studio as a photographer, like, is it the right time? How do you know it's the right time? Should you even get a studio? And I don't know if you feel this way, but I used to think that people who had a studio were really professional, that they must be really successful. And that if I wanted to be professional and successful and perceived a certain way that I needed to have a photography studio. And I dreamed then of having this like downtown studio that was like a renovated old house with a brick sidewalk in front of it and a big parking lot next to it. And like big glass windows with my logo on them. And that was like my dream. To me, that meant success. And I thought that in order to be a legitimate, like big time photographer, I had to have a studio. What ended up happening for me was a little bit different than I thought it would be. I was approached by a midwife or she wasn't a midwife then. She was a doula, a local doula, doula friend um, in probably t- late 2014. And she had this idea of creating a birth collective with multiple birth workers and including a birth photographer. So long story short, um, I joined in on her collective and I had a studio space in the back of um, their collective space. And that was sort of my foot in the door to get a studio. It was relatively inexpensive because I was sharing the rent with multiple people. And that's how I got my foot in the door with the studio. Now, it was definitely not like my dream. It was not the beautiful renovated house with the brick in front of it and the big glass windows. It was actually like in the back of an alley and it was good size, but there were really no windows. There were windows at the very, very top that were tiny. Um, We had to learn how to use studio light because there was definitely no room for natural light in that space. And so it wasn't exactly what I had dreamed or imagined, but that is what I was very thankful to have in 2015. So I was in that space um, for about three and a half years um, until I decided I wanted to move closer to home. So my priority shifted a little bit and my old studio space was about 30 minutes away from my house and I wanted to be much closer to my house. And so I um, share my studio with another photographer who I have known for a decade. And here's why I do that. And we're going to talk about that here in a little bit. But 
here's why I share with another photographer. I am not one of these photographers who is just back to back to back sessions five days a week. Like I shoot two, three to five sessions a week. I just don't need my own personal space for five sessions a week. It's just, I just don't need that. And so she and I have always shared a space. Um, even back whenever I joined the birth collective, she joined me and um, shared my space with me. And so even now I share my studio space with another photographer. So that's a little bit of my journey. The space that we have now is much closer to what my original dream was. Um, it's like a storefront space with big windows. It's right off of a major road, has a big parking lot in front of it. Like a lot of the things that I hoped for when I originally considered having a studio. So I know we're talking about how to be successful without a studio in this episode. So like, why am I talking to you about my studio experience? But because I chose to open a studio, I wanted to talk through some of the ways that my business has benefited by having a studio. Like, what are some good things about having your own studio space? One of the things that you may have not considered is renting out your studio. So this is whether you either rent out your studio hourly to other photographers or bring in a partner or two like I have to share in some of the expenses. So when you're considering bringing on a partner or two, um, a lot of things that people don't think about when they're op- thinking about opening a studio space is the startup costs associated with not only paying rent, like I think a lot of our minds go to like rent, but you're furnishing an entire studio and it can get really expensive if you're thinking about, you know, lighting and furniture. And usually you have to pay the first and last month's rent and utility deposits and decorations and rugs and shelving and displays and samples. Like, it can really add up. And so that's one thing to consider if you're considering opening a studio. But when you share this expense with a partner or two, it makes it so much more manageable. So if you're also thinking about getting a space and renting it hourly, this is something that we have done for a long time because these expenses can add up. A lot of photographers don't have a studio space. Like a lot of photographers don't have a studio space. And if you have one, you can rent it hourly to either cover your expenses or potentially even make a profit. So that's a benefit to having a studio is sharing in the studio rent and potentially even profiting by renting it out hourly to other photographers in your area. The next benefit is huge. (laughs) And if you're currently a newborn photographer who is um, mainly working out of your home with a studio, you can have all of your stuff in one place, which makes such a huge difference because for years I traveled to clients' homes for their sessions and I would literally bring so much stuff, you guys. I would bring backdrops and props and even sometimes lighting. And it's just a lot of stuff to keep up with and that takes up space in your own home or garage. So having a studio with a place to keep your props is super helpful whenever you're also trying to create that work-life balance. The third thing to consider um, and a benefit, I suppose, of having a studio is when you have a studio space, you can hang work, like you can hang your artwork for clients 
to see. And this is a huge benefit because when they're in the studio, it's easy for them to see your work hanging. It's easy for them to see the albums that you want to sell them. It's easy for them to see the gallery um, wall displays that you want for them to purchase. It's easy to talk about it. And so that's one thing that I love about our studio is we have um, multiple products up that are available for purchase. And it's easy to start a conversation about them during the session. The fourth benefit to having a studio that I have found is the consistency in my work. And this was a big reason that I wanted a studio in the first place, because when you're going into someone's home, you have no idea what the lighting is going to be like. You don't know what anything is going to be like. And so I have a lot more creative control when I am shooting in my studio. I control the light. I control what it looks like. And I just have a lot more control and consistency overall in my work. Okay. So maybe some of those things you already knew as a benefit. Maybe some of them are like new ideas or new benefits, but I also want to talk about misconceptions that photographers have about getting a studio. I've had multiple students um, whenever we are like in marketing school or who DM me on Instagram or whatever, and they think that by getting a studio space, it's going to automatically bring them business and clients. And I get it because you're like, oh, people are going to see me as legitimate. But if you don't already have a marketing system in place before you get your studio, like drive by traffic is not going to get you the clients that you need to run a sustainable business. Um, whenever we got this new studio, that's only about five minutes from my house. The um, property owner was super excited and they're like, oh, when you get your sign up, you know, you'll get so much business from the drive by traffic. And I was like, uh, actually I'm not really relying on that or considering that as like a benefit to this space at all, because it's rare that somebody's going to drive by a photography studio and call that photography studio. Um, the thing is you're not a new restaurant. You appeal to a very specific demographic and yes, having like a storefront studio space will likely increase your brand visibility. I don't want you to think that just having a studio is going to bring you new clients. So if you're new to business or within your first year of business and you're like, oh, if I could just get a studio, then I will magically have clients. I really want to challenge that thought. And we're going to talk a little bit later about um, how to know when it's time to get a studio. But I, we have literally seen zero clients because of the storefront studio. Like people don't walk by or drive by and book us. They just don't. My clients come from the brand that I've built and from client referrals and vendor referrals and social media and SEO, all of the stuff that we teach inside marketing school, which PS is likely going to be opening up in February, 2022. So if you want to get on the marketing school waitlist, head to the beautyandbirth.net slash waitlist. We teach all about how to build this marketing system that I'm talking about and a building or creating a studio is not in there at all. <laughs> like that's just not part of the marketing system. It is great for all the benefits I listed before, but it's definitely not a part of our like marketing plan. So let's get into how to be successful without a studio. So you're like, okay, I want to have like a high-end brand. I want to hit 10K months. I want to have a six-figure year. I don't have a studio. How can I be successful? The first thing I want you to think about is I want you to broadcast the fact that you can serve clients anywhere. 
meaning your studio location is not a factor on whether or not they will hire you. You come to them. They don't have to travel. And this can be especially awesome for new moms. So yeah, you know this, and maybe you say a blurb about it on your website, but are you really promoting the fact that you'll come to them as a huge benefit? Because it really is. Um, We live it, or excuse me, not live, but our studio is in a suburb of Oklahoma City. And it's kind of on an extreme end of Oklahoma City. And so people on, it's on the west side. So people on the north side or the east side or the south side, like it's kind of a trek for them to get to us. And so I think that photographers who don't have a studio space and who come to the client would benefit by telling families like, hey, I will meet you in your home or I'll meet you in a coffee shop near you. That's a huge, huge benefit. One thing that um, moms would always say to me is whenever I would come into their home for the session, they felt stressed out about trying to clean their house or they felt like it had to be perfectly clean and all of this stuff. And so at the same time, while you're playing up these benefits of like, I will come to you also play up the benefits of, or I I guess I should say, ease their concerns about you photographing a session in their home. I used to tell my clients, like, you don't need to scrub your toilets or mop the floors for me. Um, And I would tell them, like, as long as there are two spaces that are generally free of clutter, we can make that work. And even if there is a little bit of clutter, we can move it out of the frame for the photo. So please don't feel like you have to scrub your floor before I come. And I could just see and feel like a sigh of relief on their faces when I said that because that's stressful or it can be for a new mom to be trying to like really thoroughly clean her house before the photographer comes. So those two things broadcast the fact that you can serve clients anywhere and ease their concerns that they might have about someone coming into their home. Okay. The second way to be successful without a studio is that it is so much easier to sell prints and canvas when you're in their home. I'll never forget one of the first ordering appointments that I ever had whenever I switched to IPS. I took a 20 by 30 canvas into somebody's home and we literally, they were like, well, we don't really know where we want to put any prints or canvas. So we just walked around their house. I had the sample sizes with me and we held up different sample sizes. And as we were walking around, they were like, yeah, I I want a 16 by 20 canvas there. And I would write it down. Yes, I actually want three 11 by 14s here. That looks good. And I would write it down. And then we would sit back down with a laptop and pick out the photos that they wanted in those particular canvas and prints. Like, do you see what amazing customer service that is and how much better that is than honestly coming to a studio where we have our clients now send us photos of their walls and that works fine. But it really is like, to me, next level and luxury to have the photographer in the home, walking around, holding up sample sizes. So you know exactly what things are going to look like before you buy them. So bringing those samples with you in the sizes that you want to sell. Now, some of you might be like, okay, but I don't do in-person sales. One thing that you can do if you don't do in-person sales is show them samples there in person for their session. So if you're meeting them in their home for the session, you can still do the exact same thing. You can say, hey, just so you know, when I send you your gallery, there's going to be these different options for 16 by 20 or 20 by 30. And I brought some sample sizes. Do you want to walk around and talk about where you might like to have a print? Like you could do something like that right then and there. And then when you send them their gallery, just remind them 
of the conversation that you had previously had about the different sizes and where they might want things to go. So hopefully you can start to see like all of these benefits to not having a studio and how much more personalized it feels for the client. When you don't have a studio, your overhead is so much lower, which means more profit for you. And that's the third point that I want to bring up about how to be successful without a studio. Um, There are a lot of expenses that come obviously with rent and utilities and cleaning and upkeep and just everything that comes along with insurance that with a studio. So whenever you don't have a studio, your overhead is so much lower, which means ultimately more profit for you. Another way, the fourth way to be successful without a studio is to rent someone else's studio. In the beginning, I was talking to you about um, the benefits of having a studio and you can rent it out yourself, but that's true if you don't have a studio. Like, Are there photographers or companies in your area who will let you rent their studio or gosh, you guys, even Airbnbs? We were shooting the um, mock birth or the staged birth, my friend um, and student Jelena suggested calling it a staged birth, which I like. Um, so the mock slash staged birth that we're shooting for the Milky Way, um, we shot that last week and we rented an Airbnb for it. And that particular Airbnb said that they rent out to photographers um, to take photos like, you know, branding photos or even a newborn session, that kind of a thing. Like, could you look into even renting like an Airbnb if you if you wanted like a certain look or renting somebody else's studio by the hour? So you can still have some of the studio benefits without being responsible for monthly rent, monthly utilities, all of that kind of stuff. So That wasn't really an option when I first got my first studio, but it's becoming more and more available. And a lot of photographers around here, maybe also in your area, but they will do um, sets for mini sessions. So right now is Christmas time. So they'll have Christmas mini session like setups, or you can rent their studio and use their newborn stuff. You guys, that stuff is so expensive. My newborn stash that I have now, I have literally spent a decade purchasing and building up. And so if you can pay a small fee and go in and use somebody's stuff for 50 bucks an hour or whatever, it's definitely, definitely worth looking into. So check that out. Okay, so let's talk about how to know if you're ready for a studio. If you're like, okay, but I really want to have a space that's my own. I think I'm ready. How do you know if you're ready for your own studio? There's two questions that I would recommend asking yourself before getting a studio. Number one seems obvious, but I want to point it out. Ask yourself, are my bookings consistent? Looking forward to the next six months, are you mostly booked? It's normal for even booked photographers to have lulls in their schedule, but it's important that you're staying mostly booked and have a system in place to keep those bookings coming in. So that's the first question. The second question is, is my potential monthly studio revenue 10 times my studio rent? So For example, if your potential studio rent is $1,000 a month, then I would not sign the lease until your monthly revenue from photography is $10,000 a month. And that's a little bit 
conservative, but that's just what would personally make me feel comfortable. Now, if you're sharing your rent with somebody else, you could divide that number in half. Like, okay, I'm consistently making $5,000 a month and my rent would be $1,000 a month, but I'm sharing with another photographer who's spending half of that $500 a month for you whenever your revenue is $5,000 a month makes sense. So just really dig into your numbers and see like, what are you paying yourself and what are your other expenses and can this easily fit in? And don't forget to also budget for the things that you're going to purchase for inside of your studio, like furniture and lighting and those things that we talked about before. So whether you've decided to start the hunt for a studio, bring on a partner, or wait until your revenue is more consistent, I hope this episode has helped you see some of the pros and cons to having your own studio space and how to make that big decision. If you're enjoying this podcast, please hit subscribe wherever you're listening because then you'll get each week's episode downloaded automatically. And thank you so much for leaving the show a review on iTunes. If you need help with that, head over to thebeautyandbirth.net slash podcast. And my friend, if you have a passion, it is not an accident. Not everyone loves the thing that you love. So whether you have a photography studio or not, I hope that you're going to follow your passion and make it happen. Have a great week.